you having fun just staring from across the room you've got to stretch your stuff and i'll show you just what to do now you gotta dance gotta make your advance you gotta show you've got the guts i gotta move that'll make them swoop and it's called the two-step strut now dance with me Coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Knoll, and I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? Duck boobs. Woo-hoo. That's what greeted me this morning when I turned on this movie, like about maybe like 30 seconds in or something, maybe a minute and a half. Um, I'll tell you what, the DuckTales reboot's yeah, gotten weird. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then right after I watched that episode of the DuckTales reboot, I, I started watching Howard the Duck. Yeah. Hoofa, doofa, this was a trip. <laughs> I I just got done watching it right before we started recording, and it oddly, like, gets better as the movie goes on. <laughs> but I think it starts pretty bad, or pretty weirdly. <laughs> yeah, um... I don't really have a funny bit because this movie is so much of it's mm-hmm. jarring in a way because this you're not expecting it to go as hard as it does that early with like full on because like he's looking at Play Duck magazine and you see a little bit there and you're like oh okay that's probably and then he as he's being abducted or whatever sent through space he crashes through a, a bathroom where there is a female duck in the bathtub and it's just full on duck boobs woo, for like and she's singing full minute of just yeah. Like, it's, I had a friend in college one time who said the phrase, ooh, Candy Kong, the attempt to sex up a monkey. And it feels like that was, this was like, hey, what if we make ducks, like, sex, like, fucking hot. Let's make hot ducks. Uh, George Lucas, like, went out of his way to make the point that ducks get horny, too. (laughs) And because throughout the whole movie, Howard is like a, a horn dog the entire movie, like kind of perverted. Feels like George Lucas sat down with the script read and just said, the most important thing that we need to get across this movie, ducks, ducks fuck. fuck. Like a lot. They like to fuck. They're fucking right now. I want people to leave this theater knowing ducks, ducks, ducks fuck. fuck. I can't wait for the re-release of this film where George Lucas goes back and adds in like a bunch of CGI. Oh, you mean like where he makes the boobs bigger and like gives all the ducks like very, um, yeah. very obvious like outlines of their duck penises in their in their in their pants yeah basically george lucas will watch cats and go oh shit i could have done that and go back and just completely i could have made this hornier he's gonna reverse sonic this movie oh my favorite sex position the reverse sonic the reverse sonic um anyway so did you like this movie madison i know it's a trip let's let's just like did you enjoy it there are things about it that i i really enjoyed and then there were just other things that i didn't like the plot. So basically, you just enjoyed the duck yeah, boobs, the duck and then boob. the rest of the movie was a wash for you. No, um, I would say like this movie oddly made me think of The Shape of Water, <laughs> like maybe just because it's like oh, science lab and everything, but sort of like the evolution. Um, and this is like way out. Like if you want to get like a, a, a introspection of my mind and like the kind of thought process it goes, I, um. <laughs> For some reason, like, I was getting in a Shape of Water vibe, probably because of, like, the science lab or something like that. And then, like, oh, like, there's a machine, and then, like, they're... The Jennings character, or Thog, the Dark Lord or whatever, which is a canonically a Marvel character, uh, his evolution from being just Jennings the scientist guy to being Thog the demon, 
I thought was actually really impressive and was actually pretty yeah. fun to watch. And it reminded me of like the evolution of Michael Shannon's character in The Shape of Water from being this like very conservative G-Man guy to this like batshit dude who has gangrene mm-hmm. like infecting his entire body. Listeners, that's been another segment of Pink Wrinkles deep inside Madison yeah. Jones's brain. Pink Wrinks? <laughs> pink Wrinks. Hey, Pink Wrinks fuck. Everything fucks today. We're just building up for episode 68 yeah, and 69. Yeah. <laughs> We're ratcheting yeah, up yeah. the horny. Rev, rev. Do that again, but say it sexier. Rev, rev. Ooh, Jesus Christ. Okay. okay. <laughs> Continue, Mike. Uh, this is the episode where Madison and I fuck. Yeah, from hundreds of miles away. We fuck across mm-hmm. state lines. Well, Howard the Duck is a movie, I feel like it's best watched with people. Mm-hmm. Because even the fun parts, like with Jeffrey Jones as... Jennings and then Thog making fun of Howard the Duck and also kind of sharing in the experience of what the fuck is happening. Yeah. Is I think most of the fun. I watched it with my roommate and uh, he had never seen it before. And I had seen this a while ago and I didn't remember a lot of it. And a lot of the, the fun we were having was just both of us being like, what the fuck is this now? Yeah, that's kind of what I was lacking because I watched it alone and I'm like, oh man, this is like mm-hmm. a very ridiculous movie. And I realized why this movie has like it's a cult movie like it bombed mm-hmm. horrifically well it also started a cult yeah true the duck fuckers <laughs> um yeah <laughs> it, it did have a cult following and like i can see why that is because it is one of those movies that you clearly gather to watch like the insanity that's going on because it, it it like historically bombed in theaters and almost like oh yeah george lucas made this movie to make money and it didn't like he uh, i was reading this story that he had just opened his skywalker ranch like mm-hmm. compound right around uh, a little before he started making this movie and he was kind of in debt so he wanted to make a movie that was a sure thing to get him back in the in the in the black and he released this and it was a colossal failure and he had to like sell his animation studio to steve jobs mm-hmm. to make money which it's, eventually became, became pixar, pixar correct? yeah take that movie bot <laughs> Sorry. I, I feel it feels unfair that you're calling him out and he's well he's deeply below the sea i mean he's been doing hard work for us uh, i don't know if you've been listening to the episodes but i have had to call him in to fact check some of our statistics all right so uh i liked this movie generally I think you at least had fun. I had fun. It wasn't a bad experience. It wasn't a bad experience. Well, it may not surprise you to learn other people had some opinions on this movie. That's right. It's time for Daddy's Tomatoes. Our first review comes from Timothy L., who gave this five stars. I really like the part where it reminded me of my childhood, because like the duck, my dad got sucked through a wormhole to go cheat on my family with another chick, (sighs) no pun intended. I haven't seen him since 2003. End of review. Wow that's it's it's nice that this uh this this movie brought out some personal things like to it's also nice that he didn't punish this movie for yeah right he was genuinely okay with it what's weird is that uh his dad actually cheated on his family with leah thompson oh wow this film came out the year after back to the future and so based on the way movies made i'm pretty sure she went straight from back to the future to howard the duck yeah yeah which what a what a what a whiplash how many years after was this that tim robbins did shawshank redemption like probably like five right probably at least i mean this was 86 so i don't know when shawshank came out i think early 90s so yeah 
I do like though that Leah Thompson had to go from pretending to try to fuck her son to pretending to try to fuck a duck. Yeah, that was kind of her niche in the market of acting was for having to pretend to fuck weird stuff. Yeah, can you uh, put yourself in a weird uh, <laughs> like? Can, how are you good at being attracted to weird weird situations, Leah Thompson? Just hot, hey Leah, thanks for taking the meeting. We got a great new project. It's called Howard the Duck. You want me to fuck the duck, right? <laughs> Um, no, I mean, and then he tears out a page. Hey, Leah, we've got a new script here. It's called Shark Boy and Lava Girl. No, no. Absolutely not. Is she in that movie? No. I just, (laughs) I've never seen Shark Boy and Lava Girl, although does not have a sequel. Doesn't have a sequel. Our next review comes from No Name. They just didn't have a username. They gave it two stars. Howard the Duck is expertly terrible. It's as if the best dart player in the world smoked some PCP and threw a tight cluster into the chalkboard. End of review. Tight. What's Ozas? What's what's your uh, what's your favorite dart dart strategy? Like, what's your favorite dart? You know, like how the like different plays in mm-hmm. football have moves. What's your favorite dart play? Uh, drinking three beers mm-hmm. as I play, and finding the balance between the 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 third and fourth beer. Like, of mm-hmm. there's like a there's like a a window there that I'm very good at darts. Mm-hmm. I'm very good at darts. Mm-hmm. If I drink too much of that fourth beer it's it's all downhill and i just uh start um there's blood <laughs> did you hear about the the last couple of years this like darting controversy about the, the, somebody farting no so i don't know the names but it was at some like cha- big dart championship over in like the uk or whatever and one guy basically accused the other guy of just ripping some stank to throw him off his game and he denied it and he told the person that was interviewing him Um, humanity is, um, a trash fire. If you couldn't already tell it, like there's plenty of like precedent, especially right now that humanity is a trash fire, but like, but that, 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 that story clenches it. <laughs> it clenches. So this next review we've already gotten to, but, um, we've touched on it already, but it's from man B who gave it five stars. Duck tits. Woohoo. Enough said. End of review. That's what I got out of the movie seriously like mm-hmm. i think that's what a lot of people got in the movie they put effort into it how much money went into each one of those tits uh <laughs> i bet those were at least fifty thousand dollar tits each one so a hundred thousand dollars went into that rack uh <laughs> <laughs> all right our last review comes from carla e who gave us a half star i was 13 when this movie came out maybe i was too young Maybe it was that English was still kind of new and I didn't understand it, but he really grossed and creeped me out, and I've never trusted a duck again. End of review. I mean, I hate birds, so, like, I understand that. Yeah. But I didn't see that movie till today, but this, again, clinches it for me. I can't imagine watching this movie, like, in German. <laughs> <laughs> right? Hard! Hard! Nein! Nein hard! <laughs> Alright, well, the tomatoes are done. They've been plucked. They've been juiced and eaten. So, let's get this over with. Uh, uh, I'm so Man, where was this energy when we recorded and it was supposed to be sexual? Yeah, we can never aim the fucking. Um, 
We can't, we, we can't plan to be sexual. It has to just happen. We can never aim the, the fuck gun correctly. <laughs> anyway, um, with that being said, now that you're really, really horny from all the duck fucking and the duck, duck boobs and just the general sexual energy this movie has, are you ready to get wet, Mike? That was me masturbating. Got it. Cool. Your dick's really full of water. Well, hey, pee is stored in the balls. That's science. I will say the condensation on this can is going everywhere, so I am actually getting wet. <laughs> Sweet. So, this is a special drink. I've never actually drank this before, so... So it's not piss. I know that. It kind of looks like piss. Uh, <laughs> so Does it quack like piss? If it quacks like a piss, and it smells like <laughs> it a piss. It looks like a piss. piss. It's probably a piss. Probably a piss. Um, so when I drink this for the first time in this segment, it'll be the first time I've ever drank it. So you're getting like a fresh. Go ahead and chug it for me. Okay. Ooh. Okay. So it was it. about a finger's worth of like a amber-ish liquid. It was a little bit. It was like pissy amber. That's my porn name. Hmm. Okay. Right. Right off the top, is it alcoholic? Yes. Is it brandy? It's not brandy. It had the the look of a brandy. Is it Moesha? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that is one of your questions you wasted it okay is it tia maori <laughs> it is not is it tamara maori it is not oh is it taina it is not that's six questions is it the sister from smart guy it is not the sister from smart guy are you just are you just naming like <laughs> yes <laughs> like african-american actresses or characters from our uh-huh. youth Oh, is it Mr. Cooper from Hanging with Mr. Cooper? It is not Mr. Cooper. Though, I think I think Mr. Cooper would get down on this. Okay. Is it any of the Huxtable children? Nope. Is it Raven Simone? It is not Raven Simone. How many questions do I have left? That was ten. <laughs> okay. So, let me see the picture, and then I'll make, like, an official guess. Like, I think, like, in 20 questions, you get to ask 20 questions, and then you make your guess. Like Yeah, for sure. I'll take a look at the picture and I'll make my official guess. And I'm going to be clear about this. I am going to guess a liquid. For the listener, I'm editing this in because we laughed for almost a full minute. Uh, Madison has sent me a picture of Lil DeVille from Rugrats. For the history of Madison's Liquid, this is the third Rugrats <laughs> child character that I've sent as a as a visual clue for Mike in the history of the this this segment. I'm gonna guess. This I'm I'm taking too long. Is it Devil Egg Vodka? De- I'm sorry, Double Devil Egg flavored whiskey. Ooh, it is not. I kind of want to try that though. It sounds disgusting, Damn. but. Oh yeah, it sounds <laughs> fucking awful, but I also would like to try it. Yeah. Jim Beam, get a hold of us. Uh, we'll talk. Yeah, you make that cherry Jim Beam? Fuck that. Deviled eggs. We'll, we'll talk about doing a crossover, our mega smash hit podcast, and your kind of lesser known alcohol brand. Yeah. We'll split the profits 80-20 in our favor. It's a good deal. Give us a call. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. 
you did not get wet. This was a hard one, actually. I would say this was like probably the hardest one because I actually haven't heard of this drink <laughs> like before yesterday. Um, uh-huh. I also spent ten questions asking you if it was various African American actresses yeah. and the guy from Mr. Cooper. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this was known as Lule, um, and okay. it is an aperitif French wine. So huh. Lil is Lille. Uh, yeah, no, I got, I got it. We got and it. Deville is sort of a French, like it's French in origin. So you got it, ish. Okay. So, now the the Da Vinci Code has been solved. <laughs> we can. <laughs> if you want to try it, everyone, it is. It tastes like a very citrusy white wine, um, and it's meant to be drank before you eat something, an aperitif. So um, I'm not going to eat anything except this. Probably my words and whatever uh pitch we make but uh okay well now that i'm bone dry uh except for crying at a picture of lil deville uh let's jump into howard the duck 2 oh and i want to say for the record much like i did uh previously with i don't remember the movie but i but when i said uh we're taking off the rockley leg weights we're going full ham here open all the chakra gates there's no limitations on this one yeah i mean it's got to be it's going to be ridiculous. Um, my first question is... Our time has begun. Mm-hmm. So, was it the Bifrost that... Like, does the Bifrost play into this uh, this movie at all? That's, like, the first very important question. So, that is a good question. Are, are we are we looking to, for this sequel... Because I had a couple of vague ideas jotted down. Mostly of just, like, leads we could follow up on. Are we wanting to rope in our own version of various Marvel characters now? Is that what you're looking at? Or kind of taking it a step further, like, now Thor's in this, but not Chris Hemsworth Thor. Yeah, yeah. Our own special Thor. Legitimately, like, when the movie started, and I'm like, oh, is this like a Bifrost that brought him to (laughs) Earth, right? But it was the laser. Interesting. But I I, I think we could, right? Like, it is a Marvel universe, Mm -hmm. even though it's not really mentioned in the movie they mentioned more george lucas movies than the than the and they also this is set in cleveland and a lot of marvel happens in new york yeah actually marvel almost exclusively happens in new york mm-hmm. so there could be a reason why they weren't talking about like captain america or thor or anything like yeah, that yeah. i wouldn't be opposed to roping in a thor character i think that could be really fun with howard the duck with what we had mm-hmm. but why would he be there though? right I'm wondering if we want to tie into like the Mjorn, uh, Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Yeah, sorry. If we want to tie in Mjolnir into this, and for some reason it chooses Howard to be worthy, um, I think that would be funny. Um, uh, I don't know why. Um, Here's the thing: we're doing that because we are going to call this movie Howard the Duck: Love and Thunder. Yeah, right. I I love the idea that for some reason Howard the Duck is a wielding Mjolnir. What if? We actually, what if we make Thor Love and Thunder, but instead of Natalie Portman being the new Thor, it's Howard the Duck. No, I, I because that would be us making a sequel of a movie that has sequels. That's true, because, oh yeah, damn it, damn it, Thor 2 Dark World and Ragnarok. That's, yeah, like, normally I would be 100% down for something like that. We just, like, we can't because this is already a sequel of a movie that got sequels. Now, I'm not opposed to stealing some aspects of the official Thor MCU franchise for our Howard the Duck Love and Thunder movie. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, they have enough money. We can steal some of theirs. So, 
Yeah, so I guess, like, let's set up what the movie's about. I, I'm very, okay, very on board with Howard the Duck becoming new Thor. Uh, <laughs> so here's what I'm thinking, right? Here, let's, let's look at this uh, like this. At the end of the movie, they're opening up the Bifrost, we'll say. Somehow, the... The laser or whatever that they had, the spectrometer or whatever, technical, whatever the fuck they said, actually was able to access the Bifrost. And Howard was pulled through, blah, blah, blah. When the other, like, Dark Lords were coming through at the end, what if Thor was sent to, like, stop them and he dies fighting them? And a la, like, Green Lantern, the hammer just locks on. Because when a Green Lantern dies, the ring, like, magic is like, oh, they're dead. I got to go find a new person who's worthy in that sector. And so this place, they're like, okay, well, we're in, we're near Earth. Let's look around Earth. And for some reason, Howard gets chosen. We can dig into why Mm -hmm. Howard the Duck is worthy. I mean, we can also kind of, we can make Thor more like Howard the Duck. So worthy isn't necessarily the same, like, noble and, and whatever. Like, Howard the Duck's not, like, bad. Yeah. He's kind of a dick. But, like, we could do the same thing. Worthy doesn't have to mean just an honorable and brave. It can be whatever Thor believed was worthy or what Asgard thought of as worthy at that point. Yeah, yeah. He's small but but feisty. And so, like, that could count. And so Mjolnir finds Howard the Duck. I like that. I, I like that the idea of, like, why he is the new Thor. Like, and we could dig into that more. Because I like that. I like the idea, like, oh, when the... um. When the overlords like got shut off from the um, from the laser, mm-hmm. they were just trapped between the realms, and then mm. they continued to like head towards Earth or maybe some other planet. <clears throat> and Thor uh, caught wind of this, or he they were let known because um, for some reason, right. and he went and intercepted them, was defeated because there's like there was like four of them. Um, Let's we got about eight. Almost just about nine minutes. Let's work on the back half of it. We can flesh out like the yeah. the front half more. We kind of have the idea of what's next. What is Howard, Howard the Worthy? Yeah. Um, what's like the premise after he gets the hammer? Yeah, like if if Howard was Thor, what would his enemy be? Because like, what's a typical enemy of Howard the Duck? Right? Like, it's like some true. I mean, we could also just put in Loki at that point, like actual. Asgardian Loki is now here to like rumble with the new like Odin son or whatever the, the Howard the Duck because he's got the hammer like he could come to mess with him we could do um we could make up an enemy we could do the Dark Lords because they're still alive in the Bifrost mm-hmm. like they're still causing trouble Howard could have to go try to defeat them yeah we could I like that like what if um the Dark Lords were not well, defeated Thor but I think Thor, like, knocked them down onto the moon or something like that. Like, what if it's, like, the moon? Mm. Okay, so they're not in the Bifrost yeah. anymore, but they are contained. Yeah, they are contained, and they can't okay. make their way to Earth anymore. But they are, like, doing something to the moon and, like, planning their, like... What if, what if, what if they're using the moon somehow? Uh, and this is very, sci- like, bad science or whatever. Yeah. But what if they are doing something oh, no. to the moon... To affect uh-huh. the tides, so it's flooding the world, and Howard hates it because he can't swim. Canonical to the movie. I mean, also just the fact that flooding the world is bad. Yeah, but I guess I do kind of like the idea that he's like, no, they're not bothering me until they are, and he's like, oh, this that's too far, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's how he, like he goes to fight. And that's them. the thing; he does that all the time of just like, okay, whatever, and then like it like 
like he he gets angry because it's like oh you you, you mm-hmm. this affects me somhow slobbered a bit again i think that tracks that's good um i have something i don't want to try to tie everything into the ecu but what if we see them like their base is the shard moon base and so shard just like we at the very end like whenever they come in and take over Mm -hmm. and this used to be the dark lord's moon base or what if they have a moon base like maybe that's why maybe they already have a moon base because they're shard and they're like Mm -hmm. like right this was like the 80s I kind of think for us it makes it's fair and it makes more sense that not that oh we're like a, an organization that built this on the moon over time in secret they just showed up we're like hey found money excellent we have a moon base now <laughs> like we just found this empty moon base great it's ours yeah well I I was thinking like oh like the dark lords like land on it and then they take over the base they like kill everyone in the base I see. or something like that. Or okay. because they land on the moon and Shard was monitoring the moon, they send in people to investigate and yeah. make a base or something like that. Um, oh, and then we meet we meet a young um, what did I call him? Marcus Rage, Idris Elba's character, and he's only got one eye patch. And this is the story about how he gets the other eye patch. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Um, Honestly, I'm also kind of cool. This weirdly being like our Captain Marvel, where we go yeah. back to the the late '80s and introduce like young versions of the mm. characters, and also a young, uh, young in quotes, Idris Elba playing off against Howard the Duck and Leah Thompson also sounds kind of delightful. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. So, yeah. So the the they land on the moon. Shard is monitoring the moon and they are like, okay, there's some sort of alien entity up there. We have to go investigate. Mm-hmm. Just like, we don't know what it is. Right. Cause they're looking out for something. Maybe they, they are, um, I don't remember everything from Avengers, but maybe they are looking for some sort of like they're monitoring space for oh. some reason. I mean, they're looking for the board games. Yeah, sure. They're for some reason they're, they're, they're thinking maybe one of them ended up on the moon. Yeah. Like it, it because there was a huge energy signature. Because these things are demons, right? Mm-hmm. So like it's right, like, exactly. like they they would pick up on that. <clears throat> so, um, they uh, go up to the moon and set up a base to um, mm-hmm. to find what's going on. How do we get Howard and um, Bev to the base? Because they they got to be doing Thor shit on the. On, on Earth, yeah, what I right? think is happening is that on Earth, Howard has gotten Mjolnir and does some light Thor shit. Like, somebody tries to mug him mm-hmm. and he just, like, takes him down like lightning. I don't know, maybe they're they're at a club uh, performance and during his rock and roll solo or something, he shoots lightning or yeah. something. I don't know. But, like, he, there's some like that going on. Um, uh, man, I forgot his name already. M- Rage uh, shows up as an agent of Shard just to be like, mm-hmm. hey weird shit's going on here and we kind of keep an eye on that like what's going on we'd like you to come in we'd like you to help us ball one howard's like no fuck off yeah yeah yeah. and then later he ends up on the moon what about like then he mentions maybe about the the dark lords and that they're still out there Mm -hmm. or something i don't know like maybe he even knows about thor like he can be our info dump because he works for the organization who keeps an eye on this sort of thing um and then at some point he goes to the moon to investigate the dark, like the dark lords, whatever. And Howard gets word he's up there, or he's how Howard and Beverly find out about this, mm-hmm. and that's how Howard knows where to go. Got it. Okay, cool. So i I think I'm gonna fill in some gaps, or like fill in some things. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so 
I like the idea, like, Mjolnir, for some reason, chooses Howard for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and Howard is like, I don't want anything to do with this thing. Like, you know, right. but Mjolnir actually forces itself into uh, Howard's hand and won't let him let go. So I like the visual yeah. gag of him just like, he keeps like trying to get rid of it. Like he throws it and then like it just oh, automatically yeah. comes back to him. Um, oh yeah, it's it's the, the Thor it's thing. the Thor of, thing. Like he throws it and then he turns away to walk away and you hear, whoop, and all of a sudden he's caught, like it's back in his Except hand. Except it's like non-voluntary, right? <laughs> you know, like. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or it just keeps yeah, yeah, following him like a pet. Like it's just like, like he'll put it like, and it's just like jiggling on the floor, like, like always following. I like the visual idea of he puts it in like a cupboard or something like a, like an armoire. And then he leaves, and we just see him walking very angry, and then we pan up, and the armor is just dragging yeah, along yeah, behind yeah. him, like, following him down the sidewalk or whatever, and he's just very fucking pissed about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. So, I think, initially, like, when um, uh, Rage, Rage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Rage. Mm-hmm. Comes and visits them after him and Beverly are just trying to figure out, like, what's going on with it, and he can't seem to shake it. Mm-hmm. He, uh, it's like, yeah, please help me get this thing off of me. <laughs> like, like whatever. I don't want it. It's, it's annoying. Maybe they go and try to do a test and try to like remove it from Howard so they can investigate, but they can't. So they have to keep him in like a, a shard facility while they're doing tests. Um, okay. And then that's when um, Rage gets the word about the moon thing. And so like it kind of like ties them together, or at least like gets them into like the no let's uh, i'm gonna go ahead and stop our timer we've got about eight seconds left and i think we've already we've got what we need let's introduce loki into this because i feel like we still kind of need a middle portion of the film i think loki shows up to fuck with the new thor that gives us a, a thing where he also just keeps springing howard from the shard base one because howard doesn't want to be there yeah and two it's like we can fight now or whatever and howard doesn't because i feel like we really putting howard in a shard base for the whole movie Part of it for Howard Duck was the aesthetic of like the town and other buildings. And I feel like putting him in just that one base for sure. the whole movie until he goes to the moon doesn't quite work for Howard the Duck. So I think we could have Loki who's doing little things here and there. Like and they're like he's maybe he's also just like trolling Howard. Yeah. I think he's I think Loki wants Mjolnir, right? Like for some whatever reason. Oh yeah, for sure. Like and yeah. after he hears the defeat of his brother or the defeat of Thor, he tracks it down to Earth and he's looking for it. And I think even, um, I think there's a cool scene where um, he's, Loki's doing shit like around the Earth, Mm -hmm. um, just trying to find where uh, Mjolnir is or trying to get Thor out. And when Howard is like holding it, um, just Mm -hmm. at one point, maybe when he's in the shard base, it drags him like through the walls and like to where Loki is. It's like, okay, you have to fight this guy now. Like, this is like your responsibility as the new Thor. That's interesting. I like that a lot. I have an idea I want to throw out there. I don't know how we can like marry the two. We can throw my, Mm -hmm. my angle if we need to, but what if, because we've established that we're kind of redefining what worthy means because arguably Howard the duck probably wouldn't be, a worthy holder of Mjolnir. So we make Thor a little bit more like Howard so that he's worthy of Thor's powers because they're actually very much alike, not necessarily in the strictest sense mm-hmm. of like heroics. So then Loki would be kind of, uh, we have to slant Loki as well. What if Loki's like, you have to go do this. Like he's trying to convince Howard to be Thor and be a hero. And we can kind of tie in 
a bit of the like um, Guild of Calamitous Intent, like in Venture Bros, the way that a lot of villainies kind of performative. He's like, look, I'm your arch enemy. I do a lot of pranks. I, I you know, I kind of mess around. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. try to mess stuff up. That's my job. If I'm just out there doing all that stuff and no one's there to try to stop me, it's going to get bad real fast. Like, it, and so there is an element of him like, I know my job. My job is to be Loki. Your job is to be Thor. If you don't do your job, I'm going to fuck everything up. There's like a whole balance to the universe of just like, we have to fight so everything is balanced. And then um... Thor was a dick and a, kind of an asshole, but he did his job. His job was to like save people. It wasn't mean he was a good dude. It was just he was the hero. So he went out and saved people. Yeah. And like... I mean, if you look at like, to take it to the um, MCU for a second, in the mm-hmm. first Thor movie, Thor is a dick. And like, that's the whole thing. It just like, exactly. he kind of like, yeah. he is not necessarily worthy or whatever but but if we take that kind Mm -hmm. of like personality oh yeah still who still has like a devotion to justice and like defending people i think howard does like exemplify that because he's an arrogant Mm -hmm. asshole but he also defends people like when he needs to right when he beat up the old um the old manager of beverly's band Yeah. yeah Like that kind of thing. So I think that that gives us a middle of the film as well of somebody who's basically trying to be like, who's trying to convince Howard to be the hero so that when Rage does like end up going to the moon and it's like becomes clear that he, that he needs help. Mm -hmm. And that's when Howard like cowboys up and becomes like Thor basically. Uh, And like gets the hammer and maybe he gets like the cool outfit or whatever. Like I'm just saying, but I think that we need that. They're in the middle, so it's not just, no, 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 I'm not going to help you. No, no, I'm not going to help you. Wait, what about the moon? And then he goes and, like, saves the day. Like, But I think this ties into your idea. I love your idea of the hammer. Like, Dragon Ball, like, no, you fight him now. And I think that we keep that, because that's amazing. But we can also then have Loki be, like, actually, like, kind of a good dude who's just... But my job's being the trickster. He he realizes his position in the universe, and it's like, you fight me, we duke it out. Sometimes I win and get away. Sometimes I don't get away, and you Mm -hmm. send me to galactic prison. And then I break out, and then we do it all over again. This is the... This is the the circle mm-hmm. of circle circle of heroic yeah. uh, heroic intent and villainy, right? Um, exactly. So yeah, uh, but yeah. So I think, but I think that plays well. I really liked your scene of the hammer, like, yeah. you know, fighting. Up. I think there's even a bit where Howard's holding it and he's talking, and the hammer just keeps like lifting his arm up and like lightly jabbing Loki, like, no, hit him, hit him, yeah, hit him, yeah. And I like Howard being like, no, no, fuck this, I'm not doing this. And then he like yeah. walks away, and then I think Loki like. He doesn't give up. He just stays on Earth and like he's like, okay, I'm gonna continue fucking up shit until like you you do like you do something. And later, when Howard realizes he has to do something, but he's like, I don't know how to be a hero. Like Loki trains him by like like I like them having a training session of just like okay, like if I was this kind of villain, like like or or, or like if we were fighting and I did this, you'd probably do this. And like it's like a montage of like a villain training his hero to defeat him. <laughs> here's my alter which i love that idea i think a similar thing we can do that gives the middle of like that gives that payoff a little bit more punch throughout the movie he's trying to trick howard into doing heroic things with the hammer and at the end it was like those were the training like it was like oh just like when that happened like he basically tricked howard into training to be a hero okay like what are some examples like i want to like think of some fighting just general fighting with the hammer um like, he basically pays a bunch of guys to mug um, Howard. 
And so then he and Mjolnir like beat him up. I think that there's got to be something about lightning. What if like they try to like mug Beverly or something? It's like, okay, if like if you like, or they try to break into his, their house or their apartment or something like that. Yeah, I think that it's mostly, it's it's all sorts of things like that, where it's things that directly inconvenience Howard, so he has to do something. Mm-hmm. Like, Loki knows, oh, if I, like, kidnap that bus, school bus, he's not going to fight me about it, because that's not really his problem. But if I, I have to continue, I have to set up instances, even with, like, mirages and tricks, because he is the trickster god, so he can use illusions of stuff. I have to do stuff that makes Howard have to like step up because it inconveniences him. Got it. So like, what if it's actual stuff that like interferes with his day that like, he's just like, I'm trying to live my life. So like he, he hijacks the bus or whatever, or he, uh, anything, but it's the bus that like Howard takes to like get to work every day or something like that. You know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like he, I I, got to get to work. Like what? uh, Okay. I'm going to solve this. And like, he bees a hero and he does speed, but it's on the bus that Howard's on. He calls Howard and he's like, by the way, I put a bomb on that bus and like, you can defuse it with lightning, but you have to do this very specifically. Like, so that it doesn't electrocute the, the passengers as well. And he's teaching him like how to control the lightning accurately and everything like that. So that when at the end, when Howard then faces and somehow defeats, the dark lords or at least runs them off the moon then mm-hmm. like it makes sense that he has this ability now but also loki kind of tricked him yeah, yeah, yeah. into training to be a hero yeah or like he's at the bank trying to deposit some of like the bunny from the band or whatever and someone robs it and it that could be like our fight scene instead of them getting mugged or something like that like i also think to tie in the love angle mm-hmm. Also, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, to like just completely ignore. Yeah, like like he's at the bank, that kind of thing. Like I also agree. Like that's that's what I'm looking at there. I think for the love angle because it's love and thunder. What if he and Beverly are going to get married? Um, mm-hmm. Their relationships like a little on the rocks because he is kind of an asshole and does a lot of like no, that's this is too inconvenient for me. That's like the only time he'll act. So some of them are also like, hey, I know that you've got that rehearsal dinner in like 20 minutes. Boom, you're now trapped in the shard base, like an hour away from town. Or whatever. Get we gotta get out and get there on time. And so Howard's trying to like and maybe does does Leah Thompson's character know he has this now? I think so. I think they're close enough that they okay. they would share. Um Okay. Um I don't know if maybe he was also keeping that secret because that would actually, also exacerbate things. That actually might be a good idea. Like he's like, No, like Beverly and I are like <clears throat> on the rocks as it is, and like this wedding and everything is so important. Like, I don't want anything to interfere with that like this is going to complicate like i'll tell her after the wedding like she's already stressed enough yeah getting everything together for this that i don't need to also put on magic god hammer on her her to-do list so i think that that also then because you know he can't he's not telling her Mm -hmm. about it so a lot of the times it just looks like he's just being an asshole and like a jerk and like you were you were like an hour late to the rehearsal dinner like yeah um yeah like that like maybe the bus Maybe the bus one is like going to like to like the cake tasting or something or like like you know like exactly yeah a, and it doesn't always have to be yeah. with her like stuff for the wedding but I yeah. think that that gives we need that we need to have her in it and I think that that makes the most sense based off of who he is and kind of what's happening is that it needs to be exacerbating some already like annoyances in their relationship mm-hmm. uh, that and it's not his fault but he just like he won't tell her about it. Or so, I don't Meanwhile, know. he's learning this lesson about taking responsibility, like for mm-hmm. something. Yeah, I understand. I like the idea of the moon thing 
coming into play at the wedding then like hmm. what if they're getting married on like a beach or near somewhere we do the tide thing and then with the tides rolling in and it's flooding everything and howard's like loki like what is this why is why are we doing this this isn't a good time for a training session and then loki's like this isn't me dude this is this is something else like Like, and then that's the impetus to for the final battle i like that idea i think that we do introduce rage early i don't think we need him to be as big of a character now he's Mm. more like the phil colson right now of in like this movie like he shows up a couple times as an agent of Shar, but he's not their main like go-to loki is the one who's like at the end like you said he's like hey like knock it off this time this one time just knock it off it's like no it's not me it's Mm -hmm. them and he like points up at the moon yeah yeah i like that i think like shortly before that i think everything comes clean with him and uh him and his hero thing like because he goes from the beach to the moon yeah to fight them. yeah exactly um and I, i i don't know like what the middle part is between him training and all those situations happening and the wedding but i think Mm -hmm. in between there he has to come clean with beverly about what's going on and then they're okay and he knows he has this new responsibility and like everyone's good and then this catastrophe happens and then um he realizes he this is his this is his hero ness calling to be to go save the world and I think that's when Loki also, like at the wedding, Loki's, he's like, I can't fight him. I don't know how. And he goes, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know how to fight. I can't call lightning. He goes, yeah, you did. You called, you saved the bus and the mugging and all that. And then that's when Loki's like, <laughs> like he reveals this, like, you son of a bitch, you tricked me. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm a trickster. But I like that a lot. I think, I do think that the night before the wedding that he has to come clean about everything, mm-hmm. like that I have this ability. I also think that like maybe she knew because obviously like a duck a duck shoots like there's like there's only one duck person in the world howard like she's she, her anchor has mostly been that he's hasn't told her yeah. this like he's kept it from her and then we have that sort of like oh i didn't want to stress you and it's like no howard we're you know we're partners we're a couple we help each other with all the burdens blah 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 blah, blah. like because i think it's ridiculous that he would be running around town even doing these like minor things and it's not going to get out like, hey, that duck guy with a hammer did this. Like, oh, that duck guy? Yeah, yeah. What about this? Like, to heighten the tension between him and Beverly through the movie, maybe he's carrying <laughs> the uh, uh, Mjolnir in, like, a bowling bag. So it's, like, heavy or whatever, you know? Like, um, and then she uh-huh. just thinks, like, oh, you're out bowling again? <laughs> you know, like, or, you know, like, do you understand what I'm saying? I think because, yeah, in the comics, he could tap Mjolnir and make it, like, look like a walking stick. Mm-hmm. Or I think even in the movie, he made it, in um, Ragnarok, he made it look like an umbrella. Yeah. But... Uh, at one point. So either we could do something like that. I like the idea, maybe it turns into a bowling ball. It's because then if she, like, opens the bag, there's not, like, because if it's just the hammers in there or whatever, like, I think they did, she opens the bag and there's just a bowling ball in there. Yeah. So, like... He makes Mjolnir look like a bowling ball. And, but it's it's still as heavy as Mjolnir is, right? So, like, mm-hmm. he carries it around this bowling bag to show that, like, oh, I'm carrying this heavy thing around with me all the time. And it oh, looks yeah, like exactly. he's always coming from bowling or, like, that's all he cares about or something like that. Uh, yeah. I just That's really funny. I like I like that visual. Um, no, that's really good, too. So, I think we, we got enough in, like, a... I think, yeah, I think we got I think it. we got enough. Like, let's talk about the moon. Let's talk about the moon. Yeah. What is it? Rock? Ask an answer. So, so uh, Howard goes to the moon and he fights. Well, he fights, obviously, yeah. against him. Does he 
win? Does he kill them or do they just like flee to fight another day? Because mm. it would, regardless of his training, he's obviously not as good a fighter as Thor was, and he fucking died fighting. Yeah, them. right. So I feel like he can't just kill them. Maybe he can kill like one in the fight, but I think that some of them have to survive to fight another day because it would be ridiculous with three weeks of Loki tricking him into doing some light training. Yeah, sure. He would suddenly succeed where the warrior god Thor failed. I think he needs help, right? So maybe um, him and Loki and uh, Shard are like teaming up and Mm -hmm. maybe he is he asks Loki like how do we get them back to where they came from to like the um mm-hmm. to Salmanus? I think that was what it's called. So sure. Um probably. It was a realm. It's one of the the realms that where the demons live. Um gotcha. and uh he uh Loki is like, Well I I came by the Bifrost. That that's how I got here, right? And it's like, can we use the Bifrost to like send them back? Or he's like, I guess theoretically, I don't I don't know. Like, is there something there, do you think? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think that the idea would mostly, like... Because it seems that the Dark Lords have some ability to use the Bifrost. Because of the first movie, they were coming through the portal. It almost seems like Earth had been closed because they needed the gate to open on our end to come through. Yeah. So, like, maybe that's the thing was, like, until that happened and Howard came through, Earth was closed mm-hmm. to, like, the Bifrost. Uh, but because they reopened it with the laser, maybe the laser has been rebuilt by somebody. Like I don't know that because we could kind of lightly tie that in or something. I'm just what thinking because like, I think that they just flee. I mean, I don't know if he banishes them. I think that they're just the fighting. They're gaining the upper hand, mm-hmm. and so the surviving dark lords just flee back to where they came from. Yeah, like what if what if Shard um, has uh, between the movies, like they came in and they took everything. The la- like the laser they they took the laser and they built uh, oh, yeah. they built a version themselves and mm-hmm. they're able to not for as long as the original one was made but they can briefly open the gate each time so like maybe it's a scene of Howard um Loki and some like shard like like yeah I mean like, faceless shard sure forces. sure sure like um like fighting these guys and forcing them like it like forcing them into like the openings as like they open them up like sort of like uh they're like okay open the portal mm-hmm. now and then howard upper upper cuts one of them with the with molnir and it knocks them into the portal and then they close it it's like okay that one's down now I'll get another one or something like that i like that. that's good I think, though, as he does that, like, the last one that they banish like that, he does, like, the uppercut, and one of the fangs come out, and it flies off, and it stabs uh, Rage in his good eye. Oh, yeah. Which is how he loses the second eye, and he needs the eye patch. That's good. What if they get two of them, and then um, maybe there's, like, a hierarchy between the three or of them, and <laughs> then there's, like, a huge one that they just can't seem to take down. The last one, Howard actually, like, kills or, like, destroys in a rage because like he shoots one of those like thorns or something that they have in his mm-hmm. body and it hits um rage in the eye and they like he thinks he killed rage so like it turned and howard with his anger really gets control of his powers and in a rage like mm-hmm. kills this last one in a 
climactic battle yeah i think that works i think maybe then if there is like a behemoth one that they're trying like that's like the main leader they're trying to bring him through the bifrost Mm -hmm. from the moon and but whatever they're using that's why it's like affecting the tides like what they're doing on the moon is attempting to open a portal big enough for their like leader like their king queen whatever to get through that kind of energy whatever is like throwing the moon out of orbit or something and that's what's affecting the tides and that gives them something to be doing on the moon Mm -hmm. other than we're gonna flood the earth yeah like if that's a side effect of their actual plan yeah and again again we come down to there was a huge evil threat happening and howard didn't give a shit until it affected him because the tides were going to ruin his wedding yeah like exactly yeah yeah i like that that's a good button and then i don't know like how do you think howard kills the the behemoth um i mean probably a combination of a huge lightning strike and I think it just like that, like it just becomes like an aerosol mist, not like gruesome aerosol, but just kind of like because I mean, Howard the Duck's not gory, no. And so I think that it's just like it hits him, and he just kind of like is like there's just like a red mist in the air, and that's okay. It. That's fine, and it's like zero gravity on the moon, right? So like he, exactly, like it's like it's gonna take us a year to clean all this up. Yeah, there's just like this red mist floating through space, uh, in the orbit of the mm-hmm. moon, uh, for all eternity. <laughs> Jesus. In the next In Your Avengers movie, they're going to go into the red room and it's just where they keep the mist. Yeah. They've just been kind of like slowly with like mops pushing the red mist along through the air into one room. It's like we can't clean it up. It won't absorb into anything. We even tried Sham Wows and it's nothing. <laughs> um, okay. I think that's it. I, I, I don't know what like the epilogue is and like what do we think? Like... In space, not even a Sham Wow can clean up your blood. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, we need a button. I think they get married on the moon. I think that they have the wedding on the moon. Yeah, it's like sorry. I know you were. I know you had your heart set on the beach in or Cancun, but I thought this was a little more scenic. Yeah. What if a rage um, is ordained and he marries them? I mean, if he's the captain of a boat, sure. I think, or I, I imagine captain of or like leader of the moon base, sure. And that's where he's like, yeah, I'd actually just got promoted. I'm taking over this joint. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so what's next with Howard? We just need to like cap. What does Howard do? Because arguably, does he like? go off into the nine realms and start i don't think so i think he stays on earth and like he helps out when he's needed or like when he yeah like like maybe there's a scene like (laughs) at the end where they're like walking to a movie uh with a bowling bag and then he sees like someone getting mugged or like they're being or maybe like or maybe loki drops down he's like you ready and he's like, oh man, like we I, we were we we're gonna go see the new Zorro or something, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> like we we're gonna go see. And then the the Wayne family passes by. Ooh, Zorro movie. We should go see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, um that's a good bit. Um, <laughs> I have an idea. Shar, they have the wedding on the moon, and Rage is like, so what's next? Are you gonna go patrol the nine realms, or are you gonna go fight? Blah blah blah. Look, he's like, ah, oh, patrolling the nine realms, of course, and and. Howard goes like, I got a better idea. And then it shows them bowling. That's pretty good. And he, like, maybe there's like a voiceover or something about like Rage talking or Loki about like Howard would never use his powers or swore that if he, if he, you know, like he was needed, he would use the powers again. But until then he wouldn't use them. And we see he like almost gets a strike, but except for one pin. And then the ball just kind of lifts up from the back, knocks that pin over and goes back down. And I like the idea of him going off. Like it's his team. It's like him and Beverly against uh, um, Rage. 
Strange and Loki. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and, and yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, it's it's all of them pulling. It's the shawarma scene. Yeah, it's the shawarma scene of Avengers for this. But I love the idea of they're like Howard swore and Howard said if he was ever needed, then he would you know lend a hand. But until that day, he would never use his powers again. And then we just see the ball lift up out of the back of the lane, fly back forward, knock over the one last pin, so it's a strike, and then drop back down. <laughs> Like he's using the mm. manipulating Mjolnir or whatever to win it bowling. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Boom. I think we did it. I think we did it. I think we actually fucking nailed this yeah. one. I can't believe we actually did a really good Howard the Duck movie. Yeah. Oh, Christ. It's just as wacky, like, as the original, I think. Or, like, it's it, it's heightening the world in a way that is just, like, ridiculous. That's like this in the core. I've been really proud of these two, especially because I also feel like we really stuck with the tone of the sure. original. Yeah. You know, like Space Jam, Order of the Phoenix, we didn't like scrap the tone, but we kind of like, it was like, I don't know if they do that, but we were having, like, I still love it. Like, I love that these two, we specifically managed to maintain, I feel like, the tone of the original in our weird, dumb ideas. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, if we did it, then that's credits on another episode of the equalizers madison jones tell the people where they can find us people can find us on spotify podbean itunes stitcher and everywhere else podcasts are found by searching the equalizers and as always we spell that e-q-u-e-l-i-z-e-r-s like in sequel like in sequel like in sequel uh If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can always get with us on Facebook and Twitter at The Equalizers. We have an email. It is equalizers at gmail.com. And we have an Instagram. It is the underscore equalizers. Special thanks on our theme song, Two Step Struttin'. Go to The Banana Boys off their debut album, Technicolor Girl, from Outer Space. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram by searching Banana Boys. And they spell that B-O-Y-E-S, like in Bogus. So we should probably tell the listeners what's happening next time, Madison. Okay. I'm down. Some weeks ago, I realized uh, we were coming up very rapidly on episode 69. So I asked Madison if we should do something for that. We decided we would do another trilogy. We haven't done one since the Sky Captain trilogy. There is a dangerous precedent here because the last time we did a trilogy, you fucking died, Madison. I did. So hopefully this time we'll get through it without any deaths. Uh, because watching you go from ghosts to pile of chickpeas to some kind of hummus man back into Madison Jones was not a pleasant one for me. And I'm sure, I mean, I don't know if it was pleasant for you, but... I like hummus. Fair enough. And you have always been wanted to eat yourself. Yeah. So we decided to do a trilogy and we asked ourselves, what is... The horniest movie we could the think of. The most sexual movie that's ever been made. Just sex, the movie. Yes. And we decided, and I have written the prequel, and we have recorded it already, and gang, we're getting sexy with cats. Wait. <laughs> Those horny, horny <laughs> cats. Those CGI cats. If you've seen the movie Cats, if you've seen the new movie Cats starring taylor swift not really not really I mean, not really even starring taylor swift the person who is the main character i didn't recognize her name so i don't really know idris elba i guess is maybe a more of a star of it judy dench ian mckellen who sings memory oh uh jennifer hudson jennifer hudson rebel wilson and your favorite james actor of all time james corden james corden if you've seen that movie you know how horny those cats look the entire movie just the looks on their face as the CGI tries to escape their body. (laughs) 
if you haven't seen that movie, get a friend who hasn't seen it also and get either alcohol or the stimulant of your choice and have a time because it, I watched it with my roommate and we talked about this in the episode, so I don't get too far in it. It was about two hours of escalating anger and confusion about what was happening <laughs> and also a two hour erection, but that's, yeah. I mean, that's just implied. Yeah. So next time tune in for cats episode one. So. For the Equalizers. I'm Addison Jones. I'm Mike Knoll. Do you think he just got neutered? Because those notes are, like, high. To be continued. First take your favorite leg, and then you kick it up to your chest. And then you pump your open palms, and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is, that's really it, you barely even gotta move your butt. Come on, man, now follow my lead, and we'll do that two-step drop. Come on, answer, man. Mm-hmm.